What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourselves. So today, we're back doing another video podcast, also recording audio. And I have to say, I'm excited about this one because, guess what? We are going deep back to 1957 to talk about the Sabe Brook Blockheads. That's right, you may have never heard of them. But that don't mean they don't exist. So, I'm excited. We're going to get into that in just a second. I am continuing to uh, adorn and decorate the laboratory. We've got all kinds of stuff here. And if you're listening on audio, that's okay too. Uh, you can you can know that I am unboxing a new edition. I am unboxing a Zen Bigfoot that I got for my birthday last year, and I never pulled it out, so I'm pulling him out and unboxing him today. I'm excited. He's super breakable, so um, unlike the real Bigfoot, we have found him. He is right here. So we're going to add him to the uh, to the desk, and we've also got the little alien doggy that's also a planner. Uh, so we've got a few things. We've got the dead kitty. He's here. Yes, yes, Mr. Kitty. Yes, yes, he's here. Yes. So, here we go. So, I hope you guys are doing excellent, taking care of yourselves, as always. Um, now, today, what I wanted to talk about is these Saybrook blockheads. I had never seen a picture of these until um, I came across it <laughs> doing the last podcast, actually. We did a uh, an interesting one where we covered... The, um, that's blinking too much. Let's turn that off. You're going too crazy, alien head. Uh, just like the real alien heads. Oh, man, look. See, he doesn't want to listen to me anymore. You got to go, bro. You got to go. So, um, these saber blockheads happened to a Miss Mary. And let's pull up the article and tell you where it's from, just so you guys are aware and know that it's legit here. So, it is from the UFOevidence.org website. And it is... Uh, it did take place in 1957, and it states cigar-shaped UFO with occupants seen through windows. So that's what we're looking at right now. We're looking at a cigar-shaped UFO in the picture that was drawn. I don't know if it's going to give any credit. No, it was drawn by Miss Mary Starr. Okay. And that's who our protagonist is tonight, Miss Mary Starr. Okay. So... Just so you know, she was a she was living uh, in Saybrook, and she woke up at I believe it was three a.m. and she looked out and saw this cigar-shaped craft. I'll pull it up here so you can see it. It may not be as big as we'd like, but let's pull it up just so you can take a peek at it. And it looks like most other cigar-shaped craft, um, except that. It has four windows, apparently. It has four windows. And she saw three men inside. Okay? So, she saw three men inside this craft. But they weren't men. Okay? <laughs> they were blockheads. So, hopefully you can see this. I know the, the lighting kind of changes here and there. Let's dim this down just a second. There we go. You can see that there's, there's the cigar-shaped craft. Loves It loves lighting. Let's try to move this. There we go. You can kind of see it here. We've got the lighting is always an issue. We'll try to fix that. There we go. So you got the cigar-shaped craft. You've got these little blockheads down here, which is kind of interesting. You can actually see these guys. Let's go down and see. 
she stated this is kind of what they look like and I got a better picture actually coming up but this is what they kind of look like and they she said their arms were raised inside the craft always at a like upright angle so their right arms were always like kind of raised strangely like that so I'm gonna pull up a different picture in just a moment I want to get a little bit deeper into this uh, particular story before we go any further so in the story again 1957 okay keep that in mind it's an important one because what else was going going down around the 50s we were having lots of crashes right started with 47 and then it started we just had so many more crashes that we had so many more alien encounters but this one is really bizarre so as they classify this particular event um, there's actually Alan, J. Allen Hynek had classifications, right? Close encounters of the first, second, third kind. So this one would be considered a close encounter of the third kind. The shape of the object was a cigar. The number of witnesses to, to this, this particular viewing of this craft, there were multiple witnesses to the craft, but this particular viewing and seeing the aliens in the windows was just reported by Mary Starr. And... She stated that some of the special features and characteristics were they were humanoid. <laughs> and when we say humanoid, we mean uh, kind of like the starfish, right? It has like a couple arms, and she didn't actually see any legs. So to classify this as humanoid might be a bit of a stretch. But it did have portholes and windows, and we're going to get into the story now. So Mary reported this. Uh it was investigated by Richard Hall, the associate assistant director of NICAP, and she stated that, oh, she's, she's actually say she has a master's degree from Yale. So, I mean, she'd be putting her, her career at jeopardy if she was lying about this, right? So, she states, I went to bed early, about 10 o'clock. Sometime between 2 and 3 a.m., I was awakened by a bright light in my room. I looked out the window, and there was what I thought uh, at first was a crippled airplane in my back garden. But when I got my eyes really open, I saw that it was a cigar-shaped object brightly lit with square portholes hovering over just above my clothesline. Okay, just above her clothesline? That's like, what, five feet in the air? Six feet in the air? This thing's literally (laughs) at ground level. Okay? Think about that for a second. This thing is at ground level. You can look out your window and you can see right into the ship. Okay? Let's go let's go with let's understand that. The object was no more than ten feet from the north side of Miss Star's home. At approximately twenty to thirty feet long, dark gray or black in color, it was dark out. It hovered motionless for about five feet. Above the ground. Five feet above the ground, dude. This is the closest I've ever heard of a ship being to somebody without them abducting the people. Uh, And I've never really heard them being this close to the ground, honestly. When they abduct people, they can abduct them from apartment buildings uh, like that, that one lady in New York. I mean, you know, in the 80s. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter how high you are. Um, You can still get abducted. So... She states, I could see that the object was so shallow, the men could not have been more than three and a half or four feet tall. The occupant's right arms 
were raised, but no hands were visible. So I'm thinking, you know, I've got my hoodie on here. I'm thinking it's like this, right? They have their arms raised like the picture I showed you. They had no noticeable hand. That was very distinct. They wore a jacket that flared out at the base, and their heads were unusual. Square or rectangular, one or the other, but very angular. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Square or rectangular, red-orange in color with a brighter bulb in the center. Okay, you got me interested now. Because you're telling me this thing doesn't have two eyes, a nose, and a slit for a mouth like every other alien species that we've come across, whether they're reptilian, whether they're Nordic, whether they're human, whether they're tall, white, small, small grays, whatever you want to say, there, there are no other species that are like this, right? There isn't. So she states that she thought they might possibly be wearing some kind of helmets. The lower portion of their body, though, uh, were below Mrs. St- Ms. Starr's sight lines. She saw nothing else in the object, such as chairs or instruments. That's really interesting because this thing is right outside her window. She doesn't see any instruments. These things don't have a hand. How do these things manipulate what's going on in the ship? Sounds like this thing is probably remote controlled somehow. Or is under some sort of drone control. And these things might be robots just kind of going about doing their thing. It makes you wonder. It uh, and I, there's a little bit, there's more to this story, but it makes you wonder with this blob, this red, red circular orb inside of this rectangle. You almost wonder if this thing is like an entity inside of this this uh, box, and it's using this body for its its you know its needs. But there's no hands to manipulate anything. It's very bizarre. Uh, Moving forward, she states that a third being actually came into view from the left. As Miss Starr leaned forward to see more clearly, the portholes faded, and the entire shell of the object began glowing brightly. From the top end closest to the witness, there arose a six-inch antenna that oscillated and sparkled. After five minutes... Of glowing steadily. She watched this thing for five minutes. That's like an eternity when you're seeing a UFO. Or anything that's, you know, out of this world. Or even bizarre, right? It traced or retraced its original path after five minutes of glowing. It glided smoothly in the direction from which it had apparently arrived. 
It then made a very sharp right angle turn, appearing oval in shape. The hull had hull of the ship had turned a dull grayish blue, and small circular lights now outlined the entire rim. The UFO dipped, undulated, and followed the contours of the small depression to the north of the witness's house. It then tilted sharply and shot up into the sky at terrific speed. Total silence, again, right? This thing's not using normal propulsion. This thing is using anti-gravity. It's using the stuff Bob Lazar talks about. Um, or something else that we don't even know about yet. Since most of the other houses in Miss Starr's neighborhood were unoccupied at that time of the year, Miss Starr was the sole witness to this strange appearance in this area. Although there had been previous reports during the preceding weeks of objects sighted in the area, because of her background and because she had no conceivable reason to invent and embellish such a story, Mr. Hall, who was the investigator, couldn't find any reason to dismiss her report out of hand. So, you know, this woman did go to Yale. You know, she starts talking about this stuff in 1957. Nobody's going to hire her. <laughs> if she's if she is hired, she's going to get fired. Uh, and she's going to be homeless. You know, nothing to gain. You know, there's there's nothing to gain in 57. There's not much to gain now. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to go tour on the circuit of UFOs, UFO talkers. I mean, you're not going to make a whole lot of money and it's just one event. You know, you have to be, you have to be like Giorgio Sukulos or, you know, one of these guys to make any money. So not really beneficial for her to just make this up. What's really weird is I wish she wasn't the only one, you know, to see this. But again, there's lots of people who are the only ones witnessing what they witness. So we can't dismiss that. Um, and this is in ufoevidence.org. If you want to take a look at it, it's there. Again, so if we retrace this story, we talk about it happened in 1957, December 16th. Okay, so this is, this is um, you know, a time period where a lot of people aren't going to be, you know, at home. They might be out traveling and going to friends' houses, and this is in the 50s, you know. Not a lot of people had money to go flying, probably, but they were probably traveling. And if they traveled in cars, they probably took their whole family. So let's talk about the ship first. So the ship is cigar-shaped. Okay, It has tips at the end. It has portholes, which is really interesting because for as long as I've been doing research, there's not very many ships that have portholes. It's very limited. You know, there's a lot of them that might have like a little window, like that video in Turkey that was recent, like in 95 or 97, they took a video and like, they saw like two little green guys in there when they zoomed in. Um, so they were able to see people, but there was like, it was a very small window. There weren't portholes. There weren't multiple portholes in that ship. So <clears throat> when we're talking about the ship, it did have a very interesting antenna. What's up with the antenna? There's not very many ships that have an antenna. Yeah, we have like aliens, uh, you know, in cartoons that have antenna on top of their heads. Sometimes in the UFOs, sometimes they might have an antenna on the top too. But it's pretty freaking rare. <clears throat> I, as far as I know, there there haven't been a whole lot of those. Um, I can't even I can't even remember. Maybe. Maybe that Zimbabwe case with all the, the 300 school children down in South Africa. Yeah, I think that's where it was at um, in 94. Um, 
you know, maybe they had a little antenna. I know that there was like three little aliens out there fixing it. Um, but let's go moving forward to the the area in which this thing was located. It was located directly outside of her house, five feet off the ground. How many other events have you ever heard of that that's happened to? Hovering right outside the house? They and, and they didn't hypnotize her? They didn't put her underneath, you know, sedation or whatever they use, right? They, they didn't do that. She was perfectly awake. So if they were there to abduct her, they did a pretty sucky job. Uh, so were they gathering information? If they were, why were they in a neighborhood? If they were gathering information on her, why didn't they take her? Um, it's almost as if these things, you know, were sent down to gather information. You know, generally speaking, that's typically what they do. You know, these drone type ships, if that's what it is. Um, but these things clearly had no hands, so they wouldn't have been able to do much. I just don't get if these things are some side, some sort of drone. These entities with the the glass box or the you know translucent box with the glowing bulb in the center. One has to think that that's either it's either a drone or it's an entity, right? A, a biological entity or a you know, next, <laughs> a next level entity that's like come down to third dimension. So if it is a, a bot, a drone for another species, why the heck didn't they make it with hands and fingers to be able to manipulate things, at least grab things? And it, they never came out of the ship that she saw. And she was watching this thing for five minutes. Okay, so, you know, Let's say, you know, she might have only been able to see... Let's say she saw it for 20 seconds. Okay, maybe they were doing something else. But you're seeing this thing for five freaking minutes. And they're just sitting there. They're not going out and pick, grabbing the dirt and grabbing, you know, flowers and, and specimens from the earth like some people say Bigfoot are doing. Uh, my buddy Bigfoot. No, she's not saying that at all. They never came out of the ship. There was no ladder, there was no stairs, nothing. So, so then we have to ask, is it an entity trying to learn more about Earth? If it is, they may have come down, they may have had something on board that was scanning without a seeing. Maybe they were looking for something in particular. Maybe they lost something. Or maybe they were just gathering information. It doesn't seem to me like these are some aliens on vacation. It seems like these are very scientific entities for whatever reason. And their jacket that flared out was a yellow white. No legs were observed. So either these things were hovering or they had legs. But she said it didn't, you know, she never made mention of how they moved. She never made mention of them walking. She never made mention of them hovering either. So I'm wondering how they maneuvered. Uh and then it took off and it tilted on its side. Its antenna pops out and launches into the sky. No sound, no noise, no nothing. The material is taken verbatim. This information is taken verbatim from a July 15, 1959 issue of CSI, honestly enough, Civilian Saucer Intelligence of New York, which the newsletter no longer exists, but it was publication number 25. So... Very, very interesting. 
we don't hear anything. There's no nothing in this report that says anything about what happened afterwards. You know, was there any after effects? Was there anything that, you know, came back later on? We don't have that information. I wish we did. We don't have that info. So unfortunately, there's nothing left. But that's okay because a lot of these stories, that's where they end. Upon vision and upon what they see. And that's all we have. Um, the interesting thing is this story really has been brought up very often at all on a, on any podcast, really. Um, and, and Or any, you know, too many searches of Google. So it's almost like somebody doesn't really want us to know about this. Now, here's a really cool artistic image of it if you want to take a peek uh if you're if you're listening uh you can always uh, check it out on your phone you can actually see the video on your phone uh while you're listening to the podcast too i'm just going to pull this up really cool really cool let me see if you let me go pull back the video here see what you guys are seeing that way it helps helps me figure out what you're able to see well you can see it perfectly fine so we've got an image of this entity it it's hard to see the red, redness of this of this shape here. Let's see if we can do anything about that. But there is a red glow in here, and then this ship, this ship, <laughs> this block is translucent. This thing looks like a thumb, doesn't it? And then it has this flare out in here. I'll try to try to pull you guys closer. You kind of see it there. See, that's a better shot. So isn't it interesting? It's got like a thumb. It's got a flare out on the bottom. Um, it's got the cloth going up towards the cube almost as if it's it's holding it and supporting it it's very fascinating it's very fascinating to me and i i don't know what to make of it i don't know what to make of this story it's just it's so bizarre um i can't understand the functionality why would it have just this like appendage if it's not going to have a hand or something to grab i mean that's why humans are as you know advanced as we are and as little as we are too but as advanced as we are we have the opposable thumb right so this thing kind of looks like a thumb but without grasping things first and making tools and things like that you can't do much now you have to wonder if these things are so evolved that they don't even need hands that's the next question you know they're able to manipulate things with their mind they're able to do telekinesis they're able to you know move their ship around with their mind the ship is alive that's what most most uh crash retrie retrieval teams say that these ships are alive they're their own entity so yeah i mean this this entity right here could could be from another dimension encapsulated in the box and then using this like little body to maneuver around but why why would it do that? Why would another entity, an entity from another dimension, need to do that when it could just float around and gather info as it as it needs to? And if it's made it to another dimension, hasn't it already worked its way out of the 3D? Right. That's my question too. So many people say, "Oh, well, you know, we have all these entities coming down from other dimensions, but..." Why would they need to really come down here? They've already, if they're ascended, they've already mastered these dimensions. Unless they're trying to help the rest of us ascend. That might be interesting. But I can't figure this out. I mean, the only thing I can think of here is, is that... Ooh, it's kind of nice little energy here. Feeling, um, is that this thing is an energy. 
And then this thing has is is like um maybe it's a it's a weapon of some sort and it was like <laughs> you know like they say they have like you've seen Star Trek the new Star Treks where they have this like little red glob that creates the singularity who knows right we we don't know what this thing is um there are some other entities that if if there was no bottom although she Miss Star couldn't see it if there was no bottom to, no, no feet underneath the top torso, and there is nothing that they were using. They were just floating. This thing would be somewhat reminiscent to the Flatwoods monster of about the same time. Uh, the Flatwoods monster uh, was in Flatwoods monster. I believe it was Pennsylvania, I want to say. No, West Virginia. Sorry. West Virginia, and it was 1952, so it would have been five years before this, but it would have been somewhat similar. The thing did have red eyes. It did have, like, this, like, like skirt-type, you know, bell-bottomy kind of, kind of look to it. It was much taller, though. It was about 10 feet tall, and it had, had um, kind of like this, like, sheath over the top of it, um, almost like a spades type of look to the top. So, I don't know, man. You know, it's just... It's just interesting, and I know you guys, I've been getting a lot of comments, you know, wanting me to go longer, so I've been trying to go a little bit longer to give you more information, um, but I, I don't know. I'm going to put a, I'm gonna put up a poll and see what you guys think about it. Now, to go to the poll section, I am putting up polls. There have been many people actually reporting on the polls. The last poll I put up, let me see if I can pull it up, is on the last podcast where we were talking about um, what kind of entity we thought uh, was in that podcast, whether it was a reptilian, whether it was a, a, a Nordic, whether it was something other. Um, the amazing thing about that podcast was it's, it's exactly 25% down the line. It's everybody, everybody has their own opinion on it. There's no 90% it was a reptilian, no 100% it's anything. No, it's 25% down the line. Um, so I love that, and I love that people are, are participating in that. So that's that's the poll section of this uh, podcast. I'm going to do a poll uh, review every podcast um, after I'm able to bring them up. So I will definitely be bringing those to you and bringing the answers to you as well. Um, so let's move it back over here. And I'm going to wrap this one up. Could this be a figment of Miss Star's imagination? Sure. Why would it be, though? She went to Yale. She was in a rich area. Uh, this is 1957. A lot of stuff going on. You don't want to get out of line in 1957. You don't want to lose a job. So nothing to gain, everything everything to be aware of, reporting to the police and do whatever you need to do. But what the hell? What is this? we got to find out. I'm going to try to do a little bit more digging in and trying to find out more info as we go along. And hopefully um, I'll be able to bring you some new info on this as well um, because I hate to just leave it like this. But I'm going to pull up... Uh, some of the other polls that are going on right now. The Billy Corgan one, that's the one I'm talking about. What did Billy see? Did he see a reptilian? Did he see a shapeshifter? Did he see, um, you know, 
an interdimensional being, human alien hybrid, it's 25% down the line. That's what I was referring to. Um, let's look at the other polls. <clears throat> See if anybody participated here. Uh, we have, uh, yep, we've got the Peruvian predator face peelers uh, poll. What are these aliens that were in Peru? Were they reptilians, a new unheard of breed, Pleiadians, Nordic, or Project Bluebeam? I thought people were going to vote more on Project Bluebeam, but apparently more people voted that it was a new unheard of breed, which is interesting because this is saying that more people are stating that there's more breeds coming down, peeling faces off, and they're not part of the reptilians and not part of Project Bluebeam. They're a brand new breed. So 33% said reptilians, 66% currently are saying it's a new unheard of breed. Nobody believes it's Pleiadians or Nordics or Project Bluebeam yet. So we will continue to follow up on that poll, and we'll do a poll tonight for this podcast as well. So please vote in on it. Do your, do your due diligence. Let me know what you think. Um, I'm also taking suggestions for upcoming um, uh, it, uh, what should I say? The upcoming podcast uh, topics you'd like us to cover. One person, Tobias, states, I like the addition of video. Thank you, Tobias. I appreciate that. Uh, anybody else that you know wants to make a comment, I will be happy to to bring it up. I just see Tobias is right off right off the cuff. So, Tobias, thank you so much for watching. You know, you can listen to these podcasts or you can watch them. That's what's cool is I'm trying to make it, you know, easy, digestible while you're on the walk or if you have time and you want to pull it out of your, your pocket while you're on the walk and look at the video that I have or any pictures that I'm putting up, you know I'm going to be putting up pictures so you can just pull them out and see it. So I hope you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to let you guys go so I can bring up another podcast, hopefully. Uh, it's getting late, but I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Um, again, I, I want you guys to please follow, like, subscribe, uh, leave a comment. Um, in your podcast listening app, that will help the podcast grow. You don't even you don't have to donate; just do that. That will help the podcast grow more and more, more than anything else you can do. And continue to follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, you know whatever they may be. Uh, and you know we're coming up on in the fall time. We're going to be doing some Halloween stuff. It's going to be really fun. Uh, hopefully, we'll be doing some giveaways uh, of lockdown merch, and uh, that'll be fun. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Go, go to your podcast app right now. Leave a review, please, and, and rate it. I love you guys. Hopefully you're taking care of yourselves. Lockdown Universe out.